0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with Randall McDonald.
1: And I'm here with Brian Paradise.
0: That's right. And we're here to talk about episode 16 of season 46 with uh, host Daniel Kaluuya and musical guest St. Vincent uh, on SNL this last weekend. We're sorry we're recording a little bit late. Schedules have been tough this week, but we are here to talk about it today. And uh, Randall, what would you think of Daniel Kaluya hosting SNL?
1: You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because Daniel Kaluuya is such a likable person. He just gives off this energy of, you just love it. Yes. And, and it's almost like he can do no wrong. Um, and because of that, it, it was a good episode. I think it could have been better. I think the writers let us down again. I don't think it was anybody's fault but the writers.
0: Yeah, and I I agree. I think that he really elevated all the material that he was part of. And I was I all I know about Daniel Kaluuya going into this episode is Get Out and Black Panther. I okay. missed Judas and the Black Messiah while it was available on HBO Go or HBO Max rather. So, but that's really what I know about him is Is Get Out, in which he's great And Black Panther, in which he is not in it very much And so I kind of didn't know much about him going into it And I was just so, like you said, very likable uh, A very uh, confident performer too And what I noticed, and we've talked a little bit about Cue card reading, that he felt like almost memorized He was making a lot of eye contact in scenes In which you don't typically expect that
1: yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. He he seemed very natural in all of these uh sketches.
0: Yeah, he just like seemed to be super engaged. I really liked him as a performer and I think that he is a good fit as a host. Yeah, and I think that um the the sketches could have been better. I think there's a lot of really good ideas and we'll talk about that. Um I think that SNL sometimes has an ending problem. I think that was uh Uh, highlighted in this episode in parts but i i'm optimistic because i think they're taking a lot of um, chances in some of these sketches and certainly the what he was talking about in some of the sketches and in his monologue i was really impressed by
1: yeah that is true he was making a lot of good points and yeah the risk that they were that they were going in uh, you know there was a lot of like you like using his background to kind of uh like influence these sketches uh because he's a he's from his family's from Uganda and to have these like Ugandan uh sketches was interesting
0: yeah well a a good host inspires the the writers to create material yeah. and maybe even comes with some uh ideas and I thought that that was evident in this episode but I think that there were some kind of misses in terms of execution. But yeah. starting with with a high point, I really I am so happy that we are out of for for a, for a couple months now. That we're out of just we're going to recreate the news. We're going to recreate the event. I and I think some of that is just a Trump hangover. I think some of that is just that like whatever is happening in Washington isn't that Interesting or ready for parody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Biden's been talking about infrastructure. I don't think there's a really good sketch about that this week, but I do like uh, what they did with Kate and now with uh, Chloe as Britney Spears coming back again pretty soon uh, yeah. as Britney Spears, basically kind of running through uh, some of the highlights. Yeah,
1: I think this was a very strong cold open. They've done it before. Yeah, Uh, Chloe's such a strong performer that I think deserves more time and I think you can see it in the sketch it gives me confidence like thinking about like Kate or AD leaving and I'm like at least we have Chloe and and I think that that's why they're letting her do these cold opens uh, more often
0: you know? Yeah I like that they're uh, kind of bringing her right out there uh, at the beginning and she's just so she's such a good Impressionist, and they're letting. And, and uh, I was talking about this with my wife as we we're as we we're watching it. That they have found an effective impression with a good that has a partnership with a, a good sketch idea, especially this kind of self-aware um, version of Britney Spears that knows that she has been mistreated by the press and is kind of um, kind of savvy about it in a way that's uh, nice versus uh melissa via senor where they just haven't found the hook yet for really any impressions even though they're really good just as so as a reference we saw this basically the same structure with chloe back in the reggae john page episode back in november uh february so it's been just under two months since they had a cold open with her
1: right right and this one was very good very strong uh and again it's a quick way to get through all of the things that happen in the news and make little jokes of them and then move on
0: yeah i really liked uh chris as Lil nas x i really liked you know the uh he had a great line uh, about you know that he's just your average typical gay black <laughs> just kind of rattled it off and but I also i also really like that he is not the butt of this joke yeah yeah now, that's another good point people that like Can't handle You know somebody being controversial Like this actually really reminded me because I lived I mean I was younger but I remember The uh, Like a prayer controversy With the like a prayer video With Madonna Back whatever year that was late 80s early 90s Where you know she ends up like Making out with black Jesus Uh, And that was controversial Um, And then You have this to like The nth degree of (laughs) um <laughs> of him uh giving uh the devil a lap dance yeah in the video
1: which, and 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 this is another thing that i'll give credit to snl is because this happened it was all over the internet yes tiktok youtube instagram i saw so many variations and so many jokes on this topic and snl was able to find the one angle that we hadn't seen yet which I was like, that's good. Cause usually I'm like, I've already seen this joke and they can't help that. But, uh, but seeing that, yeah. Saying like, uh, you know, all these naming off all the things that he is and how smart he is and being like, I'm just your average, you know, entrepreneur. And then the just do it joke too was hilarious. I was like,
0: yeah, I haven't heard
1: that one either.
0: That was great. And then trying to make the situation by better by giving a lap dance to Mikey Day as God was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: really uh, liked the... So the next guest on this, uh, we didn't really talk about the premise. Britney Spears is doing her uh, kind of, who's a screw-up kind of talk show, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second guest is Kate as Pepe Le Pew, who I guess they've excised from the um space jam trailer have you watched the space jam trailer
1: it's bad dude it's
0: oh bad. i oh randall i am so excited you're There's, excited for it? yes absolutely i'm totally on board i think that uh especially by contrast because it's not like space jam with michael jordan is art or anything um and as a 90s basketball fan i loved all the you know, the Barkley's in it and Muggsy Bogues is in it and whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I think that, um, LeBron James just like bleeds charm. And I think it's going to be super fun. I, I, I am on board. Maybe. I just feel like it's too much. It's like Wreck-It Ralph. It's like
1: that movie Pixels. It's like, I've already seen this movie. They're in the internet, you know, like, There's some, it's not Space Jam. They're focusing on all these other elements and I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's not going to be the movie that I want it to be.
0: I mean, the the premise of the original movie is that space aliens and monsters like suck the basketball talent out of existing basketball players and then they have to play a basketball game. So it's like, so this one, uh, I I like that they're bringing in like all the WB, like uh, a little actual property. You got the Iron Giant and like the- the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Oh, I am 100% in.
1: Although, I will say that there's a little bit of hypocrisy here, because in the background of the game, there's a, a it, the clown, is in it. And I'm like, you're going to cancel Pepe Le Pew, but then you're going to let the clown who eats children, you know, be in, in the trailer. It's a little Fair bit enough. weird.
0: Yeah, so th- th- that... that uh. <laughs> that that tangents aside um yeah, <laughs> but yeah so katies pepe pelippi is obviously like a, a a a character based on French sexual assault uh um, yeah and uh but she's just such a she's got uh, a great kind of casual kind of french uh dialect throughout this whole thing she's got a great line that uh you know she's like a necessary part of the movie because every friend every good basketball in need, movie needs a horny skunk
1: yeah Oh, um, uh, and 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 also i love Kate, uh, French accent.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I not watch her play this. Any, really, anybody, but specifically Kate playing a French man is hilarious.
0: Oh, it's great. Uh, and then, uh, then at the the kind of wrap the sketch up for our, our third guest, we get Pete as Matt Gates, and Ga- Matt Gates has had a tough week, but whatever, he deserves. He it. It. Yeah, so he he, uh, <laughs> he had a lot of good weeks before this one. Um, and so it's interesting. I don't know why I'm more into his Cuomo than his Gates. I think that he is, I think this is miscast. I, I
1: was going to say that too. It's just like, I guess they're going to have any white, uh, just politician
0: be Pete, I guess, you know? Yeah. I just don't, I just don't believe that, uh, Beck or Alex couldn't right. have done a better job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex would have been the perfect, like, douchey... Yeah, well, and we see his his kind of... He could have almost modified uh, the guy that just bought a boat into Matt Gates. I think it yeah. would have worked. Um yeah. But it was interesting. So, like, so Pete's a little miscast. Costume is only okay. Um, I think, you know, and also... I don't know. He's he looks looks so different, I think it's part of the problem too. Like he's just uh-huh. this bean pole, and that's not what Matt Gates is. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, what good. am I talking about? This should be Colin. And they talk about it later. Colin should have played Matt Gates.
1: Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And they yeah. do make that joke, and we can update, yeah.
0: Like they have the same exact hair. Anyway, um the what I felt like he had some angles on Cuomo. This he was Essentially saying that um Matt Gates is Quagmire from Family Guy. Yeah. With like the giggities and stuff. And that just feels like lazy and super outdated.
1: Yeah, to just steal another show's joke. It yeah, it is very lazy.
0: And like I see what they're trying to do, but like there's another way of getting there. And there's so much material on Matt Gates that they could have done. And I just yeah. think it's it's uh, not in the right hands, I don't think. So, and then the ending is ju- like uh, it felt like uh, Pete kind of jumped the live from New York, and it just felt yeah. really messy.
1: I was like, "What is going on?" That was the one time where I was like, "Maybe we do need all like Kate and Amy to be the leaders of of these cold opens."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: We we had another awkward uh, starting.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that kind of was a little messy. And then we get to the monologue, and the monologue was great. Like Daniel Kaluuya, like we said, was just like crazy charming great joke. Uh, just just did a monologue he just told mm. some jokes and told some stories and really and you know the thing is interesting is that he is not like British he's like an ag- aggressively from London like he's got <laughs> such a, a a thick kind of working- class London dialect that if you've yeah. only seen get out or devil and the uh judas and the black messiah you'd have no idea yeah yeah that's that's true he he's he's very british and he tells a joke
1: about it that i thought was very funny
0: oh god he's saying that uh that he's not black that he's british and he's also saying that he is what uh the royal family was worried the baby was going to look like
1: yeah yeah
0: and then also has some really great talks about like how or jokes about how British racism is super bad that it caused other people to leave and start their own flavors of, uh, of racism, and then talked about um, Australia and then Boston, where I'm from, which yeah. Uh, yeah, and talked about his big family and just very cool. They they showed the the Golden Globes clip where he was on mute.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that that happened, but that was pretty funny. I wanted yeah. to know what the joke was.
0: Yeah, and then they brought him back To to eventually give his uh, acceptance speech But I thought it was uh, just so cool uh, uh, I really thought You know, it's interesting having Another group of actors That have been inspired by SNL But not, you know, they're not saying Oh, I was there watching Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray Now they're, you know, you have somebody Daniel Kaluuya's Age saying that he was inspired by Keenan and Cal. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I thought it was very cool that at the end of his monologue, he just kind of gave a shout out to Kel, you know? And not what is that guy doing?
0: Right. It's great. Uh, I think Kel was in like a chance the rapper video. In, in oh, really? Sp- yeah. He's got uh he's got a, a song that basically says that we're all dudes. Uh, and so they brought in Kel Mitchell for that because from Good Burger, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I thought it was great. I thought he was very funny. It did not overstay his welcome. Didn't need help from cast members. I'm just going to talk about who I am, where I'm from, and we're good. Yeah. Uh, so the first sketch after the break was a game show with uh, Ego, Keenan, Chris, and Punky as guests and. Hallelujah! as the host as uh, will you take it about yeah. uh, will you take the vaccine
1: Yeah this was this was one of the stronger uh sketches of the night in my opinion Yeah uh, a very funny sketch very topical pretty much it's uh uh Daniel's kind of like this family member and he's trying to convince his other family members to take the vaccine cuz he's a doctor and you see it so much right now where so many people are like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm going to wait to take the vaccine. And it, this is a great sketch, just calling out, like, what are you waiting for, you know?
0: <laughs> right, and specifically hesitancy among African-American people, and they talk about tor- that towards the end, where Ego talks about the Tuskegee experiments twice, and, you know, there's really no great counter-argument for that. It's so, like, yeah, kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're right on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, just... Uh, I didn't, I didn't write a lot of notes, but what I thought was great is that all four of the kind of family member characters were kind of uh, drawn in a way that felt, uh, you know, authentic. Didn't feel like anybody was a parody of anything. It was just, you know, and they, their their uh com- concerns weren't played for kind of yucks. It was just like, they're just really apprehensive. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, that almost just like highlighting the real challenge of kind of community health communication.
1: Yeah. And, and what I just thought was brilliant about it. And, and I think I see it sometimes is like people being like, these people won't take the vaccine regardless of the offer. And it's just so funny that like, they try to pretend like, like, I think there's a couple of times where he's like, I will give you $10,000. And then they're like, I'll do it for 20,000. He's like, okay, 20,000. And they're like, nah,
0: no, nah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. It was uh,
1: a great game.
0: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I really liked the, uh, one of Chris's lines that was really good is that uh, he says, yeah, I'll take it when white people take it. And character character's like, they are taking it. He's like, yeah, hey, you can't trust white people. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And <laughs> both <laughs> are like,
0: sure. Uh, and then I, I one of the lines that I thought was very funny was um, when he's like, puts time on the clock. And he's like, we'll set the clock at, all day all day and just give me whatever complaints you have and then a great this one i thought had a very nice conclusion um where like okay so in the next round i'll bring in my girlfriend who is also a doctor to help and then it's like super white heidi gardner it's like nope that's 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 a problem yeah (laughs) so uh Talk to me, your uh, your our YouTube personality between the two of us. Uh, talk to me about uh, this YouTube pranks sketch.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was very it was very good. Uh, this is a parody on David Dobrik, and I think it's a parody on Logan Paul too, who are two YouTubers mm-hmm. who kind of do these prank type videos. And David Dobrik is in heat right now because uh, he does these prank videos, and I guess he did some. He, he crossed the line okay. um, recently. And he gave a, a an apology videos. Uh, and these apology videos are just so fake. You can just tell, like, these guys don't care. They're just trying to make sure that they hold on to their sponsorships. Um, and this is obviously, this sketch is making fun of that. And they did a very good job. It's one of those sketches where I think if you don't know who David Dobrik is or like his apology videos, like you're like, I don't know what this is. But Kyle Mooney did a very good job of making fun of these guys. And uh, it was very funny.
0: You know, it's funny. Like, uh, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Because so I because <laughs> when I saw it, I thought, oh, Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because Logan Paul's gotten some heat because of similar things. Yeah. Um, and then initially, you know, we had talked a little bit about uh, when uh, Chris came on uh, update with those kind of young African-American kids that hadn't heard the songs and were like doing the react things, it's like, you, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, you, like just don't do not do an impression of this thing that already exists That's and just do right. it exactly. So when it started, I was like, okay. Like, do I need a sketch that's making fun of these idiots? And then when it escalated to these super insincere apologies and then the cycle of that, I really liked it without knowing anything about David Dobrik. Uh, but uh, looking at him, like they did a really good job of even just like the costuming. Yeah, yeah. He looked just like him. And and I watched the David
1: Dobrik apology and it's very similar. I mean, they took some lines directly from it. But oh. I was like, oh, this is great.
0: And I also, yeah what's funny is I spend like a lot of time on YouTube. Like, yeah. That is a, a primary source of entertainment for me, but it is one of those things where if I go to just like the homepage and see all these people that have trending videos of millions of things and it's like just a bunch of people in LA in their mansions and their content is how they are in a mansion in LA. Yeah. And that's what these guys seem like too. It's like, Oh, we got a bunch of viewers. Now we have this house and we just act like idiots. It reminds me of, um, of um, like Bam Bargera's show.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Viva La Bam, where it's like a bunch of idiots in a house. That's
1: basically what it is. I mean, it's just the end. M- YouTube was turned into MTV.
0: <laughs> kind of.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, a, this is a great one. And I think the ending was great. It escalated. I like Daniel then yes. turning into a, an apology video for his character.
0: Which yeah. his character
1: had a funny name. I've, what, what was uh, his character? I- I didn't really I was like, I was like, of course this character named that.
0: Oh, and oh, and at the beginning, this is why I was a little initially dubious, is because the the thing at the beginning is the mouse bones and the apple jacks. So I'm like, oh, are we doing a parody of the shrimp parts and the captain and the Toast crunch thing?
1: Oh, right, 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 right.
0: So I'm like, I don't need a whole sketch about that. And I really did like the directions that it went. Uh, so it's like I felt like I knew enough to in- get the joke, but it was—it uh, certainly seems like it was for a m- even more specific audience of people that were aware of this controversy. And the guys have got like tens of millions of views, so it's like clearly I'm in the minority around here in terms of being on the David Dobrik train.
1: Yeah, and to be honest, I don't really watch David Dobrik, but because so many people were making fun of him in his apology this last week, I watched it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. And all of his videos are the same length Yeah
1: That guy's, uh, I don't know what he is But he's, I think he's a robot
0: <laughs> Well, they're all 4 minutes and 21 seconds long Really? Yes, all of them except the apology video I feel like that's like a, a weird uh, 420 joke Anyway um, So then after the, the film sketch We get um, <laughs> This This uh, after dinner game night thing with, uh, Daniel and, uh, Heidi and Kate and Mikey and Kate just really wants to play Roma cube.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a, (laughs) Uh, this is a great sketch that kind of highlights. I I don't know if, if your mom did this. I mean, my mom would do this every once in a while,
0: Oh, Wish where like didn't get your way, so now I'm just gonna pout and not say anything,
1: yeah, yeah. pass it aggressively, get what I want,
0: yeah. Um I really liked the end of this sketch. I really liked, uh, I mean, not the end end, but I really liked that she was talking about all the things that she had done for her family and all she wants is just to play this one game and she gets outvoted. And yeah you know, the details of her, Taking care of uh, Heidi's pet snake for years, uh, and yeah. that all she wanted to do was watch Chocolat since they bought the house, uh, which is like a twenty-year-old movie. And uh, so all that I really liked the end, and I loved her performance throughout. Yeah, I wish that we went got from the end the beginning to the end faster. Yeah. That was my
1: one thing about this sketch is it felt like it dragged on too long. um,
0: Because it's hard to
1: escalate it from being angry to being more angry to being more angry, but like trying to hide it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: like I liked the detail. Like I liked the details because again, the performance was good. I liked yeah. the, the the detail of her like shredding the family photos and the garbage disposal. um, And then her kind of drinking in the background. It almost felt yeah. like the sketch would have benefited from a better set where like, cause you, the, the way the camera was positioned, it's kind of hard to see what Kate was doing in the background. Like the, the foreground actors were so close to camera. It felt like it was hard to really pick up on all the details that she was doing with the way the set yeah. was set out almost. Um, but yeah, like I, Kate is great. She and, uh, she really elevated this. Daniel Kaluuya was like in it, but didn't really have a ton to do. Yeah. I think they got, I think with this sketch, what I remember thinking is I think they got the order
1: wrong of the things that she was doing. If they would have gone from her drinking first, like her picking up all the glasses and then smashing everything and then coming back, but it was like, they started with the smashing and the loud noises. And it was like, that was already up here to where, Anything else was like lower than that. Whereas I think if you would have started lower,
0: you know, yeah, like well. her drinking, yeah, to the the loudly putting away the plates is a bigger deal than vacuuming, right? Yeah, and she does yeah, vacuuming exactly. second. Yeah, so I, think, I think
1: they just had the order wrong.
0: I agree with you, but Kate is great, and she was very entertaining. I think uh, some mechanical things aside, maybe this is a better. Uh, yeah. sketch there was a lot to do with family gatherings by the way tonight mm-hmm. because the, the next one is another family gathering with friends uh so this is uh keenan 80 ego chris daniel kate Beckin, and andy where uh chris i'm sorry where daniel and andy are recent uh kids returned home from college and then there's their parents uh, yeah and some family members and i thought this thing was beautiful i thought this was great this is hilarious what
1: what what did you think about it what, oh like?
0: well, I, you, what it was so cool and this is what we were talking about at the beginning where that uh daniel kaluuya and ego are playing uh the parents of chris red and they are from uganda
1: mm-hmm.
0: and are lauding their their son for how well he's done in school and uh andy Dismukes. Uh, the other college kid, his parents are, oh, they're doing so great, they're winning awards, whatever, and then we find out that Chris is not going to be a doctor the way that they had planned him to be, but now he is going to be a creative writing major, and just like the indignation from his parents and how impolite they were, and I like that that's the way they surfaced, like the cultural difference, it -hmm. was just like, uh, later on the sketch, somebody says, oh, well you were so proud of um, Andy's character for getting the sculpture award. And they're like, we were lying. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> uh, they have no, no patience for him wasting their time and money by um, becoming a creative writing major as opposed to a doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was such a great switch. And they both had one of the greatest lines of this season was, the poet line they, oh yeah
0: if there's anything that we learned from the pandemic is that the world needs more poets
1: yeah i mean that 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 hit home
0: <laughs> yeah well and some and again the, their their brashness as, as the ways the characters were set up where um uh ego at one point says you know if you really don't want to be a doctor well you have to just yeah nothing that you're fine and then, like the the parents trying to support the kids, and them just like say, like stay out of this. Uh, I the at the end it was great. They're just so angry and frustrated. They crack their wine flutes in their hands or their wine glasses in their hands, and then Ego yells like, "Oh, I am bleeding! Is there a poet in the house?" Yeah, oh, so good. Oh
1: man, it's so good. And I did like the choice too to make Chris uh, Chris be a bad poet as well. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Because it would have been, I think, easy to make him a good poet. And then it's like, we feel bad for him. But to make him a bad poet, then you kind of switch to the parent side. And you're like,
0: yeah, <laughs> I agree with them." Absolutely. So uh, I I thought it was great. And then we got St. Vincent. What did you think of St. Vincent as a performer? What you, do you know about her going into it? Man, I knew nothing about her. Okay. Uh, it, it ripped. Her,
1: yeah. Her, I liked her music. And I'd never heard it before. And I was like, man, I could see this in like a Tarantino movie. Like her, her, her just sound was so good. Her uh, gyrations in the beginning, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, I liked her boldness. She was very bold and her sound was very cool. Um, Definitely, definitely like just an awesome performer. What about you? Did you know about her?
0: Uh, So I had... I think she's hosted before or musical guested before. So I think I've seen her at least once, but, and I think going a few weeks ago, knowing that she was going to, going to host, I'd listened to some of it, but it was so, it was so much kind of lighter and kind of softer. And this was uh, just not aggressive, but it was kind of bold. And I really did like, the style, of the performance, the way that the thing that I wrote down is that it gave me kind of like David Bowie vibes. Not that she was like yeah. emulating Bowie by any stretch, but just the idea of coming in with like almost uh, uh, portraying a character singing these songs. And yeah. her uh, her band was obviously very tight. Uh, I really liked her her backup singers. I really liked in the second performance where she is in like a recliner that basically the backup singers finished the song vocally. Yeah. So great.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. And even the start of that one, they all had like their heads down. And I was like, already, I'm like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the music was strong enough to not need the the kind of performative aspects of it. But it was certainly enhanced by it. Like if the, that had been a straighter performance, the music still would have been good. Um, but having the her kind of costume and her her dancers slash vocal uh, backup singers and the band being so good, it was really great. And I guess uh, that is off of an upcoming album.
1: Okay, so it's all new music. That's yeah, it's awesome.
0: Daddy something is the name of the album. She had like daddy on that on that blazer that she was wearing. Um, but that is uh, an album that's coming out. Uh, Daddy's Home comes out on May fourteenth, so that was all new stuff. Oh, cool, cool. So, and so both I perform, performances I thought were great, and then uh, we have update. And uh, the one of the first lines is uh, Colin Joe saying that Matt Gates looks like a caricature of him.
1: Yeah, which we 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 talked about.
0: Um, yeah yeah and like uh jost clearly will do sketches because he played buddha during the debate so they just need to get him out there and make him matt gates
1: yeah yeah i maybe they're hoping that this isn't a reoccurring character
0: (laughs) yeah but what i loved about the this update is that they just kept going back to the Matt Gates well, which I really did appreciate that Jost kept on bringing him up.
1: Yeah, and this again, one of the most solid weekend updates that we've had this year. This is yes. hilarious.
0: Yes, uh, again, all the the Matt Gates stuff at the at the top, where uh, you know the story about his um, sex trafficking has been confirmed by his whole vibe. That was funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they talked about the, the Georgia voting stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know that you screwed up when Delta has to tell you how to treat people.
1: Yeah, again, hilarious. And and comparing Matt Gates to IDing people, you know, yes. like the many things that you have to ID are people that Matt Gates are sleeping with are Georgia voters, you know?
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I like that they just kept on getting back to that. And then there are uh, some... You know, I know I know the show so well. There's sometimes where it's like once they're starting to introduce the correspondent that's coming out. I was like, oh, I like I pumped my fists in the air because I knew as they were talking about it, we were getting the smokery farms people. So we were yeah. getting Kate and for this sketch where it just looks like they're being punished. Yeah. By oh, foul-smelling so meat under hot lights.
1: Oh yeah. This is one of those things where where I'm like, I want to know who's behind this because it it feels like it's like when John Mulaney used to mess with Bill Hader, you know, I I like I think years later, we're going to figure out who's behind this sketch and who's messing
0: with them. Well, and it's in the same vein as uh, Whiskers Are We and um, (laughs) the... Kind of like and they did that uh, at the beginning of the season where they're in like the grocery store managers. Kate Needy did that sketch as well. And this is the same thing where it's just I love the way that it's written where it's basically like absurd things being said mm-hmm. about these innocuous meats and basically saying that the the animals deserve to die, which is oh, very funny.
1: I love this because I actually I have vegan friends and I and I uh I just married them uh, this Thursday and they were talking to me about it. And I always tell them cause they're always mad that I don't eat vegan. I always go, I only eat the bad ones. I yeah. only eat the racist chickens. And like, I'll say that to them. And then have uh, Kate and Amy do this whole correspondence piece. I'm like, we're in the same vein of comedy. You
0: know? Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, you know, talking about, and the details are so great where it's, you know, uh, this lamb went to a plantation wedding, like, last week. Yeah. And uh, this hen contributed to a toxic toxic work environment. Like, that is so great. And it, again, reminds me of the Whiskers Are We thing, where it's just these absurd details ascribed to these kind of just punks yeah. of meat that clearly sa- smell terrible.
1: Yeah. And and there were, two. it seemed like there was a lot of moisture coming off of these
0: meats. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they make... Colin touch it is there is was a great way of getting out of it too and then like as they're kind of like handling the prop afterwards they're kind of remarking on it as well which is fun
1: yeah I think they thought that 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 Colin wouldn't touch it as soon as he did because he touched it and Amy was like still reading and I was like no he already touched it
0: (laughs) yeah that she had a line that said go ahead and touch it when he or his hand was already on the on the ham hock yeah so I, I love it a million times. Just bring bring him out every week, yeah. Uh, and then they uh, Che had a great line uh, about the that the men's team, the men's uh, U.S. soccer team did not make the the World Cup like again or the U.S. Open or whatever tournament again. Right. Um, and he's like, hey, don't worry, guys. When you lose, you'll still make more than the women. Yeah,
1: which is. Just great commentary, especially with what was happening in the WN or the the NCAA. You know, this week with the women's leagues.
0: Well, right, exactly. So, us being a Tucson-based SNL uh, podcast, we uh, had the Arizona women playing in the national championship game, uh, coached by a great young coach who's a former player and who gets paid a quarter of what our men's basketball coach. Makes, uh, and he's done so poorly. They forced him out to quit today. Yeah, so (laughs) twelve years. (laughs) So you know, Uh, then they brought back uh, Alex Moffat as a guy who just bought a a boat. This like, like didn't hit the way I wanted it
1: to. Yeah, it's he's done it so well so many times that even if he hits it on par, it's like, yeah,
0: it's just the same thing. The, the, for me, the, like, it, it felt like the pacing was just a little off because it's, you know, the structure of this is he says a bunch of dumb innuendo stuff and then he ends the run with some sexual inag- inadequacy. Right. And, yeah. But like, it's either he wasn't waiting enough to say the penis stuff or just, just whatever it was. It yeah. didn't feel like the way that it's Happened, because I like this character And I like the wordplay, and it seems like a, a really challenging Verbal thing to pull off The way that he so kind of rhythmically Says these really douchey Things, and then yeah. The payoff it, it, I, get, I feel two ways about it, one I think you could make it, he could just Do all that stuff and just be obnoxious Without doing the My penis doesn't work stuff uh, But if he's going to, it needs to Be like an effective punchline. I just didn't feel it this time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was kind of. It was like he was getting these good laughs, and then he would try to do the penis inadequacy jokes under the laugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. The the stuff he was doing already was funny
1: enough. Yeah, and it happens every time he does it with someone. He uh, because he's done it before with Ryan Reynolds, and it's awkward. Like because Ryan Reynolds won't get the timing, or he did it. I think he did it with Ryan Gosling too um i don't but again like that timing is always off and this time felt like that and he didn't have a guest with him so
0: (laughs) no excuses yeah i i really like alex and i like this the idea of this but mm. yeah yeah it looks like yeah so he did it with uh Ryan uh, Gosling and uh, Ryan Reynolds, two of our best Canadian Ryans. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, and then the last thing was, it felt like this was funny to the writers that there's this new story about this kind of May-December romance with basically Heidi as this uh, older woman that's essentially about to die. uh, And then Mikey as this young guy who's clearly try to kind of use her for the money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was, I, I, and I don't know why I'm going to bring it up, but there was one line in this that cracked me up. Uh, and I can't remember it. I just remember (laughs) laughing really hard at something that, that, uh, that Mikey said, but I can't remember it now. All right. So forget that, (laughs) forget that information. But yeah, other than that one line, and,
0: yeah, you know, I think her performance was good. The makeup was actually very, very good. Uh, yeah. And she, like, they're both good in correspondent pieces. I think that they didn't know where the joke was in this, aside from him being kind of, I guess, put out a little bit, that she, it's hard to manage elderly people. Yeah, I
1: think I think it was kind of smart to do the custard joke at the end and, mm-hmm. and to make it about his, Penis, I guess that's what the custard was the whole time, but yeah, I think they needed to go farther with it. It was like they were caught in between, and like the character that Mikey was playing was in love with her, but like make it more in love, you know, yeah. like go all the way, like make it like the 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 lovers one with uh no. with Rachel Draft, and you know, like make like make them really creepy,
0: yeah. you know. Exactly, I agree. Uh, So the next sketch we got was the kind of frat rush sketch. I like this one a lot. I thought this was pretty smart where like this, the idea where, so you have Chris, Alex, Mikey, Beck, Pete, Bowen, Daniel, and Kyle, where they're all uh, about to go on spring break or or end of the year vacation, whatever. And then um, Daniel Kaluuya brings in the idea of inviting their moms. And then like the idea just becomes, everybody keeps on, going, oh, yeah, well, if we're going to do that, then we need to do this. And I really, uh, with everybody aside from Mikey, thinks it kind of just acquiesces to the idea. And so some great kind of protestations from Mikey, where it's like, I don't know how this mom thing is gaining all this traction, and it kind of ends up with Kate, Punky, eighty and Cecily ending um, with kind of coming on the screen as their moms, like in a video call.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this, so, one was, this, this one was interesting to me because it didn't really go anywhere. Correct. A- and and this is one of those where we talked about in the beginning, because so far we've talked about some really good sketches, but this is where I think the writing kind of starts to go down a little bit. It was like we are we keep making these mom references, and it's funny, but it's not escalating, and it's it's kind of the same joke, just hitting it over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, and it ends, and this is one where I wrote there's basically no ending, where um, that that it, we get the idea that okay we're all gonna go on vacation with their moms, and then like it ends kind of like in a title card of like almost like a postcard of their vacation, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it was a kind of a cheap ending. I feel like
0: so it was interesting, and I so I just watched the episode as it was presented which means there's only two sketches left but when i go on the when i checked out the youtube channel there's like three things they cut for time okay so what i have left is the the dark the dog park episode the 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 dog park sketch where uh ego and daniel have uh they are at the dog park ego has a little has a little, uh, kind of puggy boxer looking thing and daniel kind of does that thing where somebody like talks for the dog and ego takes great exception to that because that is not how her dog talks yeah funny premise horrible execution oh my goodness it's funny because i feel like a little bit that way like when i go to the vet and my uh my vet's like oh how's he doing and then starts kind of going like oh dad i don't want to be here it's like my dog's yeah. fine. Like, you don't need to speak for my dog. We're okay.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So, like, I... But, basically, it ended with... uh So, Andy enters mid-sketch. He also doesn't like that Daniel is going to speak for his dog. And then they end in, like, this weird making kind of sounds at fight, essentially. And then uh they're fighting over ego and then she's gone and that's it yeah
1: there wasn't i didn't know that they're fighting over ego it like it it was one of those things where i think they were trying to do three different games and they didn't commit to all any of them and so then they tried to do all of them and it was like i don't know where this what just happened
0: seemed like a lot of work to get those live dogs too
1: yeah, yeah. I think they could have just stayed with them, like, making fun of Daniel's uh, dog voice, and that could have been a great sketch. It's just them escalating, like, what are you doing, you know? Like, maybe even, like, police get involved. You just keep escalating, yeah. like, he's offensive
0: doing that. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I that makes more sense than where it went. Yeah. And then the last one that I watched was... Because this was what was on the episode, uh, was the birthday party that ends that includes um Daniel and Cecily with kind of spoken word jazz bass stuff. Yeah, another Which, weird another weird one. <laughs> weird but great in performance. Yeah.
1: Because oh, I thought man. that
0: uh this was a good uh feature for for Daniel. For Daniel, yeah, and
1: him scatting and he was so committed and it was funny watching cecily break and him not yeah he kept it together
0: no and through all these sketches even though that some of them might have been a little bit um weaker certainly in kind of like the post update part of the uh episode uh i thought he was really strong in everything yeah
1: yeah very strong i wish they would have given him more characters to play with yeah um Cause it seemed like they didn't really know what to do with him, but he was very strong in the characters that he got to play.
0: Yeah. So looking at the, the YouTube page, it looks like there was another film sketch that was cut for time called the hero. There Not was that... what? <laughs> it wasn't
1: that funny. I watched it.
0: Great. And then they brought back the kind of product specialist things for, for Beanie Babies with uh bowen and uh ad uh, and daniel okay and then there was one called salt bay but the, the idea that like i have no idea how they ended up having that much extra crap that they needed to cut three sketches for time
1: yeah yeah i, I didn't know about any. i i saw the hero one um and that one talked about a bad ending uh they just have nowhere to go with it and uh but other than that, yeah, I didn't know that there
0: were more sketches. Yeah, there's two other ones. So I watched the episode and these things did not show up. So uh, I'm not going to talk about it. So we, get, <laughs> so we get to the end of the episode. The only thing I wanted to remark about The Good Nights is that Heidi and Bo and Yang were in matching button down Sonic the Hedgehog shirts. Yeah. Did you see that?
1: Are they, are they big fans of that? Are they? I don't the know. They might be in the new one.
0: Maybe they are, but I, I was like, "What pattern is that?" And then they cl- got close enough, and I was like, "Oh, that's the Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Fantastic!" <laughs> I know that they're filming the second one right
1: now. Maybe, maybe they're in
0: it. I hope so. I like them. I like the first Sonic movie. I like all that stuff. So, yeah. um And then also in the good nights, I like to kind of do a roundup of who wasn't really in the episode, and there was no Melissa and no Lauren. Oh in, yeah! In the episode at all? Maybe they were in the stuff that was uh, cut for time, but they were not in the episode that I watched.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't see them either, and they weren't in the hero one. The hero one was all guys, so.
0: All right. So, uh, what we kind of had some um, some strong ones, some weaker ones. What was your uh, favorite sketch of the night, Randall?
1: My favorite one was the uh the family one with the the poet the doctor yeah one uh that one was very funny
0: it was the it was the best written it was the best in performance i i uh I think I started kind of down on Ego because I thought she was a weaker sketch performer, but over the, the years, certainly this year, she has really come to her own um, in, in these sketches. I've been really, really impressed. So I think that, and her paired with Daniel Kaluuya and the ensemble, it was so great. Yeah. I remember us talking about her when we
1: first started this podcast and being like, she needs to figure out what her strengths are or she's going to get kicked off. And yeah. it seems like she, I think she listens to this podcast. Obviously.
0: Really yeah. Yeah. I think she's just more confident in like, I remember Leslie Jones having similar things where she just like would just couldn't get the words out of her face. Yeah. And I think that um Ego had a little bit of that in, in her initial tenure, but it's really feel like she is becoming some of the more solid uh people in sketches. And she's getting lots of chances, which is not, uh what always happens sometimes you're a little rougher in sketches and then you don't get to be in sketches and then you're gone yeah yeah so i agree i think that was the strongest uh sketch who was your favorite uh not ready for prime time player tonight i was thinking about this i'm gonna go with chris red is that what you're gonna do that's what i was gonna say
1: oh man i i i just i liked his his delivery in, in these sketches he was in a lot of them yeah, uh, And he was a highlight of these sketches and in every single one. So and he hasn't been my favorite in a while and I don't I don't think either of ours.
0: <laughs> well, I know well normally he's being out, you know uh, overshadowed by Keenan or Kate or Cecily or uh, Heidi. and he just was prominent in a lot of sketches uh, in this episode. And he was great. Like his little Nas X was good. He was great. in the, will you take it um, vaccine sketch? He was great in the family kind of um, I'm going to be a creative writing major sketch. So I thought he was just, like you said, he was in a lot and he was good and everything that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, are you buying your tickets? Stock up, stuck down. You, uh, are you more interested in Daniel Kaluuya?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, yeah. Oh, for this sure. guy, this guy, I feel like he's like the next Denzel.
0: Hmm. I think I he's think just so. got
1: the talent, and and he's so good, and he's got such a promising career
0: in front of him. Well, early on, he's had the benefit of working with not the benefit, but he's at the, the he has earned the right to work with very good directors. You know, he's already yeah. been in uh, a. MCU movie in Black Panther directed by um, uh, Ryan Coogler's who's obviously has a lot of juice right now so he's going to continue to work with him I think Ryan Coogler was one of the producers of Judas and the Black Messiah he's won a Golden Globe he's nominated for an Oscar and Mm -hmm. then he's uh, I'm sure Jordan Peele will continue to develop kind of his roster of people they likes to work with and being in such a Uh, influential and great movie that get out is. So I think he's he we've only seen the very beginning of his career and he's been able to, so just being able to get movies that are uh, to do well and get critical acclaim is such a great thing to happen when you're first coming out. And so I think he's a hot commodity. People like,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm excited for him.
0: Yeah. So absolutely. And then St. Vincent,
1: what are your thoughts? hundred percent. I, I I knew nothing about her. So I'm going to definitely be listening to her. She's just got, feels like she's got like a nostalgia to her. And I don't, and I don't know her. So that's yeah. pretty
0: awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had seen her a couple times and uh, this was the strongest impression that she's made on me so far. Sweet. So I'm into that as well. And then uh, next week we have uh, Carrie Mulligan. I love Carrie Mulligan. What do you know her from? Like, when you say Carrie Mulligan, what are you thinking about? I, I, I mean, okay, so
1: one of my favorite movies of this year has been Promising Young Woman. I right. saw it three times in theaters. Wow. Which was like my, I was pretty much alone. Uh, <laughs> great movie. She's a great actress. I've loved her. She was in The Great Gatsby. I, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies is Drive with okay. Ryan Gosling. And she's the lead in that as well. She's just... I've got the biggest crush on her. So she's just a fantastic ass and she's so beautiful and I can't wait to watch her be funny.
0: Yeah. So it's so interesting. Cause like a lot, basically everything that you you mentioned, I haven't seen. Oh, so like I've seen uh drive. Okay. And that's it. So it's like one of those names that I've heard a whole bunch, but I haven't, seen her in anything like I missed the great Gatsby I haven't seen promising young woman yet because it's only been in theaters and I so i haven't seen it uh, yeah there so I look forward to to being impressed
1: yeah 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 promising a woman is very good you should you should see it if you get a chance
0: yeah I I hope so I'm in a I'm in a award season pool at work and I've been doing pretty well despite maybe seeing like half the movies so uh, <laughs> I uh I am, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing more about her. So yeah. I'm excited for that. And then uh, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi. Yeah, I love talk.
1: that. I love him. My my anthem my senior year was Pursuit of Happiness. I would listen to that like every single day going to high school. So nice. this is like my episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it certainly seems like it. Uh, I, I I look forward to learning things, I guess. Have, have
1: Do you know Kid Cudi at all?
0: I am. It's going to be one of those things where like, the, they play some of the songs and I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You, you've probably heard of him, but yeah, he's
0: great. Yeah, so that is, and this will be the, at least as we know of things right now, this will be the last new episode of this kind of series of episodes, but they're going to want to finish before Memorial Day, which means they're probably going to do another two, three before they end for real uh since uh easter has happened and lent is over he has risen uh i am back on twitter so then like i'll be able to pay more attention to these kinds of things oh yeah so <laughs> but uh but yeah so they haven't announced new hosts yet but i suspect they'll be like here's who's doing the last two or three uh pretty soon they like to make those a bigger deal kind of yeah. cast member or uh, host wise
1: yeah, and maybe it'll depend on on the Oscars too. You know, Who's might depend deal? on the
0: Oscars. Might depend on like what summer movies are ap- actually happening. Because like, if Black Widow comes out in July, maybe oh, yeah. we have ScarJo host, or you know, those kinds of things. Typically, it's people yeah. pushing things over the summer. But who knows what's going to happen over the summer? Maybe we'll maybe- get Godzilla to host well that's the thing i was just thinking it should be you know uh it should be either like somebody in godzilla versus kong or like anthony mackie or um sebastian stan because they're in um, winter soldier and the cap uh falcon winter soldier show yeah it could be uh, pedro pascal he's in like everything he'd be great oh my god dude i would love if he did it thank you all for listening to this episode you can find randall at fresh cut randall on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and YouTube where he's doing all sorts of fun stuff. So check him out uh, in all those different places. You can find me at Mr. B Paradise in some basically all the same places, except I'm not making any TikToks. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at SN Rewind Pod. You can I'm sorry, SN Rewind. You can email us at SNRewindPod at gmail.com. So please stick around and find us next week for our episode about Carrie Mulligan and kid Cuddy and make sure you tell your friends and rate and review and subscribe because that helps people find us so we can continue to uh, talk about SNL and share it with y'all so thank you so much and have a great week yeah we'll see you next week